You could just poop really hard. And welcome, everybody, to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. 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 Woo-wee. Well, Johnny. What a thing. What a thing. What a thing it's been. Uh, Let's see. We haven't done a podcast in over a week. Yeah, we missed last week, unfortunately. Yeah. But it happens. It happens. Family stuff comes up. This isn't our job. Yeah. Although, if people gave us enough whiskey, it might be. Yeah, that's right. Or money. (laughs) (laughs) Enough to pay the bills. I will quit my job. I swear to God. I just need that uh, $2 million bottle of whiskey that sold at auction to some schmuck. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. Yeah, that was Whatever it was. If I had that and I sold it, Mm -hmm. that'd be fine. Yeah. And then people could listen to my voice all the time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, I would just. I know that's. I would record 24-7. You would just come on and I'd be like, I'm still here. That's right. And for those who don't like my voice, I'll stop talking if you send me money. (laughs) Because then I can retire. (laughs) We'd be out of it for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. So I had uh, mom's birthday stuff um, since she's passed, so that was hard. And yeah. some family stuff, and uh, yeah, and some weather related happenings. So is, is her birthday today? No, her birthday was on the ninth. Okay, it was Saturday. We must have <clears throat> two years ago. We must have celebrated her birthday on the twelfth because in we my. Do you do you have OneDrive? I have kind of like yeah. It's kind of like Dropbox or whatever. Yeah, it's Microsoft. Right? Like yeah, all my photos get backed up to it, and yeah. then you get the like uh, this day, however many years ago. Yeah, a picture of your mom showed up on my oh interesting my email this morning in front of a cake. Oh well, that might have been from we, from we two, might have celebrated it two years ago. Day. Yeah, that's yeah. funny because so I felt really actually felt really honored that that popped up. I was like, oh yeah, I was really glad I yeah. got to spend some time with your mom. That was really nice. Yeah. Have, to be included in your family. I have another friend that's very close to me that, uh, his mom just died too. So I've been contacting him and just, and she died suddenly, died suddenly. And, mm. um, so I've been in contact with him like, Hey dude, I know. So if you want to reach out, so I think I might see him, uh, Friday. So he might, he might, he's up here from Florida. So I might see him on Friday. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth doing. Yeah. Sometimes it's been a people long just time. need a shoulder. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen him, so I'm kind of excited to see Good. him too. I just hate that it's for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of clouds, I've been working on um I, what I was thinking about doing is I was thinking about creating a a server for uh blockchain. Ooh. A lightning server for blockchain so that my server would be part of a blockchain. Um it was because I was listening to <clears throat> um bull after bull. By Sir Spencer, and he had Void Zero on. These are no agenda people. And they were talking about it, and I thought, man, that sounds super easy to do. Uh, but it, while I was researching it, I'm still planning on doing it. The advice that Sir Spencer gave me was with a software called Start OS uh, from a company mm-hmm. called Start Nine. And what they've done is they've created a software that's like a GUI for, um, for servers, which makes owning a server really easy. So instead of typing a bunch of command lines and stuff like that to get your server running, it's a, a graphic interface that 
is like a windows or whatever, but instead of for a client base, like what we use, like on a Mac or whatever, it's for servers. Mm-hmm. And so all the, the apps that they have on there are like server type apps. So basically you can have your own cloud server. So mm-hmm. you can ditch iCloud, OneNote, uh, Google Drive, and you can have your own cloud, all your stuff on your own cloud. It's going to be secure because it's your own cloud. No one owns anything because it's all yours that you own. Like, so if we use OneNote or iCloud or Google Drive or whatever it is, we don't own that anymore. Mm-hmm. They own it. Uh, so they can shut it off whenever they want without telling you. I mean, they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And so trusting your own stuff, you know, start, and then they charge you, right, yearly now mm-hmm. for more space because it's always you need more space. And so I thought I'd just do it. So I found a, a refurbished $100 computer that meets all the specs. I'm going to flash uh, the Start09 um, or Start9 OS on it, and I'm going to run my own cloud server here at the house. Cool. And then from anywhere you're at, you can just log into a Tor website and then mm-hmm. type in the IP address for your server, and you can dump all your stuff in that server. You, you'll have access to Ooh, it. Huge dumps. <clears throat> Massive dumps. Massive so, dumps. Yeah, so I was, I'm working on That's that right cool. now. That's fun. Yeah, just something else to kind of work on and do, and then I'll join the Lightning yeah. Network. But different. And if there's anyone that's listening that has expertise in that, reach out. Yes, please. Because eventually what I'd like know. to do is get so good at it that I host our website and our podcast off of it. Oh, getting a chubby. Uh-huh. And though I, I love I love Blueberry as my our hosting company. I really, really do. Uh, but mm-hmm. it'd also be nice to have all my stuff live on my server and not somewhere else. And then we can do videos and we can have a OnlyFans account. Yeah, OnlyFans account. I wonder if you can have an OnlyFans account just just me sitting there drinking, philosophizing. Wouldn't that be fun? That's a good question. Yeah. But I don't not know if naked. anybody would want to. Right. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to look because I'm on my work laptop. <laughs> so I don't want to like accidentally get somewhere I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> and I don't want to look because I don't want to look. I don't think I will get. You definitely want to look. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> uh, you'll have to sit in your underwear. Yeah. And read. Oh, that'd be, I think that's a requirement. Terrible. I think I'll get a lot of possibly large gay men watching is what I'll end up getting. Maybe you, you, <laughs> you could be their grizzly bear for $500 uh, a day. <laughs> hey, sure. Why not? I'd take it. I'm not doing anything great. terrible. So yeah, they might be. Would you show them your not. pecker? No, I would never. Mm-mm. No, no. Mm. No, I'll be shirtless. So that'd be fun. Okay. I probably um, wouldn't. I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. So that's a fun conversation. Are you sure? Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's have a drink. Yeah, let's have a drink. Start us off, Johnny. What do we got for tonight? We're ready to do that. All right. So tonight we got another uh, Northwest beer from relatively new brewery, Chainline Brewing. They started in 2014. Uh, I think they're in Kirkland, uh, and they have two locations. Uh, let's see. What do they say about their brewery? Yeah, they don't put in a That's lot of a information on there. Thing. A yeah, it's a little light, but it's like, yeah, in the can, there's not a lot. Uh, government warning, don't drink if you've got a big belly. Oh, too late. With a baby in it. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, inspired by the outdoors, which makes sense, Northwest. Uh, they got bike chains on their thing. When they say chain line, they're referring to the bike chain. There's a guy jumping a mountain bike with a helmet on, being very cool. It's like a Juicy Fruit commercial. Yeah. Hell in yeah. The background. Remember remember those? Juicy Fruit is going to move you. Yeah. Uh, they try to make the best beers possible. They're reflections of the outdoors. Oh, wait. 
Depending on the situation, we can be laid back, fun, quirky, and deeply intense. Our beers are a reflection of this. Uh, not a lot of other info, but they do have a lot of gnomes on yeah, there. I was just looking at that. Availability. A lot of gnomes. Uh, and this beer specifically is the uh, Northwest style red wheat ale. Red I'm interested in this ale. because the description says it's, a, I don't know if I've ever had this. It says Cascade Sunset, it's a crystal clear wheat beer with beautiful red highlights and hoppy backbone to match. Uh, think of it as the modern interpretation of our dearly departed recumbent red ale. I'm interested in it because typically wheat beers are cloudy because of the protein that's in the wheat. Yeah. It stays, stays um, suspended. Wait, which um, one do you have? This says it's crystal clear. You Do you have the Sunrise or the Sunset? They have two different I kinds. Have, I have the Cascade Sunrise. Okay, that's what I got to. Okay, good. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was looking. Oh, you're right. Uh, I was looking at that description is of the Cascade Sunset. Oh. Oh, huh. well, tell us the description of the Cascade Sunrise, John. Uh oh, there it is. Sorry, <laughs> I was boop, like, "Oh, do we got the wrong cans?" Boop, boop, boop. Light and tropical ar- aromatics with clean hobby finish. Whew, good, that was short. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Four point nine ABV Northwest style hoppy wheat ale. So hoppy. let's let's give it a go. Let's go. I'm thirsty. I need to put stuff in my mouth. Oh, ooh, oh. Smells nice and fruity. Bananas. Mm-hmm. I get bananas. I get mango. Mango and banana. Oh, it's got a nice fluffy bright white head. Poured in a glass. A little bit cloudy. Mm-hmm. But this one didn't say it was crystal clear. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Sorry. I was already drinking. That's all right. Oh, it's interesting. Mm. It's definitely light. It's on the lighter side. Super uh, tropical. Lighter. Yeah, lighter bodied, nice bitterness. Yeah, and the tropical fruits come out. It's nice. It's very drinkable. This is a hot summer day beer. Yeah, like, I would. After a bike ride. I would drink a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, a good choice, man. I'm digging it. I've had other beers from Chainline somewhere <clears throat> down the road. I just don't remember where. Uh, they seem to do a pretty good job. And they have two locations now. One has a train in it or next to it. Oh, I really? Go there. Yeah, if you look at the pictures, there's a train in the background of the tap room. I have not seen that. Oh, let's let me see. see. Let me Big go to their website. Can't, can't miss it. Oh yeah, the yeah, it's Something like uh, it's got the what is it? Like a a locomotive. Yeah, but it's like An the engine. caboose almost, isn't it? Is it a caboose? I don't know. We're retarded. We're not supposed to talk about people's cabooses. <laughs> oh, you're not. Someone told you to stop it, huh? Yeah. Well, I was telling him to back that thing up, and they didn't like stop that. Stop so talking much. about the caboose. Set back up that caboose, and the conductor is like, "No, fuck off!" Oh my gosh, yeah, That's just like that. that. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> no. Something like that. I mean, no. I'm using some poetic license. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Oh, and since we're having beer, yes, or new new attempt at a segment. Oh yeah, we don't uh, have a jingle for this yet. No, but um, you got to pick a category because for those who are first time listeners, Eduardo in Buenos Aires. Um, <laughs> we got, we got, I have a quiz game based on beer and, uh, we're just going to read the questions. So we're not going to play the game. So you Hold got on, four I categories. Might, I, might, I might have a jingle. Hold on. I might have okay. something here. Hold on. I don't mean to, I don't mean to stall this. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. You're doing it on purpose. It's all right. Yep. I'm doing it on purpose. That's what I do. Do you actually have something or are you just like do. teasing me? No, I'm good. It's just, it's like a jazzy kind of intro, which you love. So. It's like a couple seconds. Let's see if it pops up here. 
Oh, you might not be able to hear it. You know how much you love Jeff. It's time for the Beer Quiz Day Trivia, the episode Beer Time. Something like that. Yeah, it's... Did you hear the music? I couldn't hear the music. Oh. No, I couldn't hear the music, but I could hear you singing. That okay. came across loud and clear. Okay, that was terrible. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to comment because you're my sidekick. <laughs> I feel like that would be rude. You can say whatever you want. All Your right. singing's terrible, Wes. Okay. So, okay, so there's four categories. Last time we did Beer 101. Doesn't mean you can't pick it again. Okay. So Beer 101, Buzzwords, mm. Beerology, or Pub Crawl. Let's do Buzzwords. Buzzwords. Question. A beer enthusiast is known as a Cerevesophile. Okay. I think. Mm -hmm. An avid collector of beer coasters is a a uh, (laughs) I don't know how to say these words. Tegastologist. B. Coasterologist. C. Ceramatologist. Ooh. Or D. Meta, metalo, met, metologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm, know. <laughs> I'm going to say the first one. The t- testosteronologist. Yep. <laughs> Tegastologist. Take take yep. Tegasaurus Rex. Is, it, that is, is it correct? That is correct. Oh my God. I'm two nice for two. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Well, if we're being fair, the first one is pretty easy, I think. Um, stemming from the Latin word. Tiger, oh, I said it totally wrong. Tiger, Tiger, meaning to cover. Tejastology is actually a quite popular form of collecting. There are ah. several books and websites devoted to testosterone One German collector boasts more than 140,000 coasters from 151 countries. Some enthusiasts even have coasters dating back to t- turn of the century American taverns. Man, I got to get better lighting here. That was really hard to read. Yeah. Yeah, that was All right. Yeah. Well, great. I didn't do I didn't do the best, but that was fun. <clears throat> All, All right. right. Good times. So good. Nobody learned anything cuz I can't couldn't pronounce it. I should have That was the beer quiz of the podcast. The All right. Beer podcast quiz. There you go. <laughs> and while we're talking about words we can't pronounce. Yes. I got the word of the day this time. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Instagram, for sending this to me. Maybe this one. We'll do uh, this one. Are you playing a song? I yep. can't hear it. It's time for Balderdash Word of the Day! That's heavy metal music. Out. You'll hear it when you I listen like to the podcast. All right. All right. And then I can, and then we can debate well, its <laughs> merits. Well, no, I, I need people to make me jingles, number one. But number two... Uh, I try to put it on my pads here, you know, my little music pads on my Roadcaster mm-hmm. Pro, um, and they they won't show up, and I don't know why. So I got to work on that. I would have worked on that this week, but I haven't had a whole heck of a lot of time. But yes, what is the balderdash right. word of the podcast, Johnny? Word of the podcast, um, Morgan Mufel. <laughs> Morgan Mufel. Morgan Mufel. Morgan Mufel. Yeah, sure. One, one word. Uh, that is when you uh, meet a person named Morgan and you tell them to shut up. You have Morgan Moofle them. Muffle them. I like that. You, Morgan Muffle. Morgan Muffled. <laughs> Morgan Muffled. Morgan Muffled. <laughs> That's uh, pretty not close. Okay. Let's but, see. What else could it be? Morgan. 
M O R G E N. I'm I'm imagine right. Yeah. Yes. It's a German word. Yeah. So death, Mufel, death, death something, death, death, death muffler. It's oh, new band name. I call it death, death muffler. Yep, it might exist actually. Death muffler. <laughs> Let's look. Okay. Oh, you gonna tell us now? Oh, you'll find uh, out. A few you'll find out at the end. Okay, we got it set up. Death uh, muffler. With our boss, death muffler not working. Guess it's available. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Was that it? What, was that uh, the what other th- balderdash word of the day? Yeah, Morgan Mufel. I'm not going to tell you what it is now. That's how this goes. Okay. Got to we'll listen to the, the end. end. All right, I'm going to play the jingle. You might not ever know unless you send us Satoshi. Or you listen. Nice. All right. <laughs> Took it all out of me. All right. You okay? Yeah. You all right? I'm sorry you can't hear the music. That sucks because that it's was right. part of the fun. That's all right. You might laugh. I feel more. like you so just needed a release. Look at me. Yeah, I should have yelled more. Yeah, probably. Should yell more. Hurts my throat though. It. Just get it out. When I watch, you the... could just poop. You could just poop really hard. <laughs> yeah. No, because then you get you get hemorrhoids that way, man. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, I was always told <laughs> that uh, pushing really hard will give you hemorrhoids. And I was also told that um, sitting on cold concrete will give you hemorrhoids. What do you think about that? I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the cold concrete one. I don't know bullshit. about the pushing hard. Excellent. I mean, don't they come about when you're like constipated? Yeah. So you're pushing really hard because the thing's usually inside your booty hole, not on the outside. And so it's blocking the booty hole path, which is why it hurts to sit and poop. When you have a hemorrhoid. It's funny. I just searched, will pushing your poop hard give you, and the <laughs> autocompletes are more energy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear Andrew Huberman now. Listen, I have found a new way to get more energy out of your day. Poop real hard. Yeah, apparently consistently straining when pooping can cause a number of health complications, including hemorrhoids. Nice. Well, there you go. There's your poop humor of the day or poop <laughs> tidbit. Yeah. And that the cold concrete would make it feel better, though. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wise tale. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk about another type of concrete, which is Monk's Road. We did whiskey. That was a bad yeah, That was segue. not great. <laughs> uh, Monk's Road, we did bourbon, is a Kentucky Street small batch bourbon. Uh, they use wheat instead of rye as the predominant second grain. Um, so like most weeded whiskeys, this is kind of what you get mm-hmm. with that. I think like, you know, whiskeys like Pappy Van Winkle and stuff like that. I think a lot of those are weeded whiskeys. Wellers has some weeded whiskey. So they're quite popular. Maker's Mark is I think primarily a weeded whiskey. Uh, this one is uh, done in small batches. It's 94 proof. Uh, it's made in, it's aged for years and it's, uh, Contracted distilled and bottled by Log Still Distillery in Gessamine, Kentucky. So let's give it a old sniff here. This is this was a gift from um, one of Dana's coworkers, 
who brought it back from a vacation. And I'm sorry, because uh, it was so long ago that I forgot which one of her coworkers. But if you're listening and you listen to this podcast, thank you. And thank you. Mm-hmm. According to the internets, weeded whiskeys are renowned for their smoother, sweeter profiles achieved by replacing the traditional rye, rye yeah. with wheat. Substitution allows for a softer, rounder taste after accentuating caramel fruiting notes. There you go. Well, let's smell it. What do you smell? Let's do it. What do you smell on the nose there, buddy? Sorry, I'm Ooh. getting every last drop out of the bottle. Yeah. I wasn't cheersing. Settle down. Jesus Christ. I took a big drink. Ooh. Oh. Well, it's definitely it's got, got a bit of that. Go ahead. It's got a bit of that, like, vegetal... Um, like savory. I get maple. Yeah, but like not not like maple syrup. Yeah, like a mapley syrup. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. Maybe yeah. I have COVID. <laughs> well, you wouldn't smell anything. Well, I don't know if that's true anymore. I get vanilla, mm-hmm. vanilla, of course, always. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a spiciness to it that I can't really put it on that put on my yeah. But there's a definitely spice. What's the what's the uh? Alcohol content on this it's one? It's 94 proof? proof. 94 proof. Yeah. So a little more than most bourbons yeah. or whiskeys, which are usually around the 80. Should so we give cheers. This a yeah. Cheers. Ooh, very good. Mm. Very nutty. Mm-hmm. Spicy. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's got like cinnamon an earthy, almost. Yeah, it's got like a like an earthy nuttiness. Almost like a almost like a walnut. Okay. I don't like walnuts. Oh, that's yummy. I do. Do you not like the work or do you not like the nut? I don't like the nut itself. I kind of like almonds. I really like peanuts. I don't, uh, I like pistachios. I love pistachios. I love macadamia nuts. Cashews? Nope. Do not like I cashews. I find macadamia nuts. Macadamia nuts are too rich. And well, yeah, they're real just fatty. Like, and just then, a big fat ball. I hate hazelnuts. Hate them. Oh, I don't like hazelnuts at all. You know, I like college, pecans. Pecans are really uh, yummy. When I was in college, I, you know, like any good college kid had a super mm. shitty drip coffee maker that was like $12. <laughs> and one day I was at the grocery store and I was like, oh, hazelnut coffee. I'll get that. I'll try that. That's probably all right. Put it in my coffee maker, ran it through. It was fucking disgusting. Oh, really? It was, it was foul. Like <laughs> dumped out the coffee grounds, didn't drink the coffee. It just tasted really bad. And then... The next time I made coffee, it still tasted like hazelnut coffee. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. I did a ton of batches through that thing, and I could not get yeah. rid of the taste out of that. I ended up throwing it out. Flavored coffee is, <laughs> is yeah, it's a sin. Mm, no, thanks. Yeah, it's not good at all. Yeah. This is really yummy. So mm-hmm. thank you for um, my my wife's coworker for bringing this into my life. Mm. And uh, this is a really nice... It's a nice bottle too, square glass bottle. I almost feel like this is one of the it's good. One of the few ones where like the nose <laughs> and the flavor align. Like mm. they're they're similar. Okay. Yeah, I just took another sip, took a smell, and they're like, you know, sometimes it's just way off. They're totally different. Yeah. It's really interesting. And this one, it's like they're very fluid. Yeah. Go right right together. I like it. Yeah, this one's I very good. You drink a lot of this. It Thank also you. won the Ascot Awards for American Spirits Council of Tasters. So won an mm. award there. Is that judged by um, Fred? Yep. Fred. And Shaggy? Uh-huh. 
rut row. <laughs> hey, before we get into the balderdash today, <clears throat> I had an interesting happen thing happen to me this week. Uh, happened to me abducted by aliens. Close. <clears throat> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, yesterday, after I you know uh, came back from one of my properties that I manage, I was throwing some trash away that I had in the truck in the dumpster at my office building. And there was this big metal object in there, big safe. And I kept looking at it and looking at it. And I was like, man, I wonder where this is from. And there's a big sticker on the front. So I read the front sticker and it said, uh, only opened by a armored car operator. Hmm? And I was like, holy shit. And there was all these like, um, electronics for basically you can put bills in and it would sort all the bills as you put them in and stuff. <clears throat> and the top had been grinded open. And I was like, when did this happen? Like, why is it here at my office? So I call the police and I say, Hey, I have a safe here at my office and it looks like it's been torn into and dumped here. I, would you guys like to come and take a look at this? And they're like, Oh yeah. Cause it looked like it was something from a, like a retail, like at Starbucks, we had a, you know, a safe in the back where after you counted the money and stuff like that, you put it in the safe and it was like on a mm-hmm. time lock. Right. So you couldn't get yeah. to the money until someone took it to the bank the next day, basically. Mm-hmm. And the cops get there and I'm talking to them and they're looking at it. And I said, so where's this from? They're like, Oh, that was, this is from a taco time from downtown Seattle that, uh, got ripped off this morning. They chained it up and ripped it out of the, oh, no shit. out of the ground. And, uh, from inside apparently, and, uh, took off with it. It looks like they dumped it here. I'm like, great. And they're like, so we'll pick awesome. it up. So they got the detectives and stuff like that. But that was kind of exciting. I was like, hey. That's exciting. Yeah, maybe they can get some prints off it and figure it out. Big news in the dumpster world. Good yeah, thing you didn't climb in there and put your paws all over it. <laughs> don't make fun of me. I don't know where it came from. Don't make fun of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I didn't touch anything, so my print shouldn't be on it. The bulge of cash in my pocket is my dick. <laughs> Actually, one of the doors uh, were not open. They didn't get one of the doors open. So there's two doors, the mm-hmm. uh, first one and the second one. The first one is, it looks like where you can put all the bills in. And then the last mm-hmm. one was still locked, the third door. Why'd they give up? I don't quitters. know. Yeah, they are quitters. So we ran out of grinding blades. Yep. So what's our balderdash tonight, Johnny? Oh, so our balderdash, uh, have you ever done... So my mom was a, a she got her master's in child psychology. And so she gave us these tests every so often. Um, you ever do the tests where it like comes out with a four letter descriptor of your personality, their personality tests. Yeah. Um, just recently we did one at work for some sort of game yeah. we're playing. I don't know why, but we often will like put them on our profiles when we introduce ourselves to new team members just this, like, I don't know that anybody ever looks into it. Um, I, I what never kind of have. person you're getting into? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I always find him really interesting. And this is one that they asked us to do because we're going to have a game at a Christmas party next week. They're probably going to make fun of people. So it'll be fun. Um, but as a kid, we would do it. And the one that we would do then was called the Kiersey Temperament Sorter. Okay. Uh, and the original one that used these four letters was called the Briggs-Myers Test or yes. Myers-Briggs Test. Yep. Something like that. Um, this one comes from a website called 16 Personalities. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading on their website, and they were saying that they're all a little bit different. Um, so, like, they use the same four letters because it's a very concise, good way of doing it. But they their descriptions can change from website to website. Okay. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it'd be fun to 
to uh, do our tests and and compare our decks. Yes, and I have taken this because you sent it to mm-hmm. me. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it's super fun. Yeah, I have taken another one actually this year. Believe it or not, that I was going to talk to you about, and that is the the Clifton Strengths Experience. Oh uh, yeah, the Clifton Test. So maybe we could do that one sometime too. Clifton Strengths. What's that one about? Is it a similar kind of thing, or does it give you a different readout? It gives actually a different readout. It's a it's a different. It actually gives you a whole thirty four page report. And yeah, and they kind of you know they focus on basically what your strengths are, and from your strengths, how to build up those strengths so mm-hmm. that you're better at your job or whatever thing that you're putting yourself at. So interesting. And then interesting. It, you know, and then if you're bad at something, how you can get better at that. So, but yeah, oh, it takes takes an hour. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and you can't go backwards. Says. Can't go backwards. Yeah. So you can't. You have to keep going. And you have to yeah, do it this, within an hour. This one was a lot the one more that we friendlier. Did, it is. It's very friendly. I think it's meant to be kind of fun. Um, but one of the things that I learned growing up doing this, and my mom helped me understand this, is that your score or your description can change over time. Yes. So we do change as people. It's kind of the uh, nurture side of our brains. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, one of the things I learned as I got older is to be more honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger and I'd take these tests, I... I realized much later that I was taking them from how I wanted people to see me mm-hmm. and not how I saw myself. And yeah. so I was a, I was a similar, but a different, a different person. So like I always saw myself as an extrovert when I was a kid. Um, I definitely was not. Um, but that was the role that I kind of played for everyone. And so I would put that I was extroverted. I'd answer questions in an extroverted way, but people are exhausting. Uh, and so it's, it's just not, it really was not true. So anyway, it's interesting. So I took this one. That's going to be website. that's going to be the clip at the beginning of the show. By the way, at Just, people are twenty nine minutes. People are exhausting. <laughs> um, so the website. So anyone's listening and wants to go there, it's sixteen. The number one six personalities dot com. Uh-huh. Yep. And you can take this test, and it would be great if you took it and you know posted yeah. what you learned about yourself. I had Helen take it. I don't remember what her letters came out to be. Uh, I could probably figure it out really quick if I really wanted to. But text her she right was now. Like, she um she said that it was surprisingly accurate Ooh. to the way she uh, the way she was. Um, so a little bit about the way the test sets up. You take the test and then you essentially get like a personality type. So in my case, mine was uh, my letters are uh, INFPT. Mm. Uh, INFPA and INFPT are both mediators. Okay. Um, and so everybody, and so what did you get us? What was yours? Uh, I got INTJ, T, INTJA and INTJT, which is the architect personality. Architect. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where did I go with the, the right page? Okay. And, and so, I, do, I do have to say, though, going back to a, a earlier thing that you said, which was it is hard. You have to. You have to do something in your brain while you're taking this as to how you perceive yourself rather than how you think people perceive you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as I'm doing this, I'm like, well, I I think I'm this, but people might not think that. Like, I'm actually having that question in my head. Then I go, no, 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 this is how I think about Mm -hmm. myself. I could be off. I could think that I'm really great. And sometimes I do. And other people are like, no, you're a shithead. And they're like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, so this is, this is something that I really worked at making sure like, no, I really feel this way. And one of the things is that when you take it, it's, there's, you know, it's, it's, uh, a middle dot and then 
two dots on either end or three dots on either end. I can't remember as to how much you agree or disagree with a statement or something like that to kind of find out yeah. your personality. I, I don't do a lot of definitives when I take these tests. Yeah. I'm never either. like on the exact extreme on the end. I'm always somewhere in the middle, middle sides there. I'm never in the middle either. Cause that's very indecisive to me, which might be part of my personality <laughs> is that I don't want to be indecisive. I make a decision, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't say for sure on all of them that I was like, Oh, I'm definitely this or I'm definitely that. So mm-hmm. just to put that out there. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. No, that's absolutely right. And that's like part of being honest with yourself about answering the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard to say a hundred percent, you do something one way or the other. And and I, I think this test actually takes that into account as a lot of people are very much towards the middle. Yeah. Um, and it's not about being indecisive. It's about the way your brain works and the way you interact with the test. And so I think it's pretty interesting and it's not going to be perfect. There's only 16 types with two, uh, two additional letters at the end. And, uh, but everything I read on mine, it seems pretty close. So, um, mine is, so I'm a mediator and it's, uh, it says that that's personality types, poetic, kind, altruistic, poetic, kind, and altruistic people always eager to help a good cause. Yes, that is you. So it's like, it's like a person who's always trying to support other people and yeah. they're very empathetic of yeah. other people's feelings and positions and <clears throat> always ready to get out there and do their business. I agree so which one that. did you say you were? You are uh, architect architect. So you fall under the analyst. Oh, so I felt they also group these into four groups. So a mediator is under the diplomats group uh, and they all have similar tendencies, but there's nuance within each of those. Uh, the architect, imaginative and strategic thinkers with a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. That sounds absolutely right. Well, so did you learn anything about yourself as you were reading through it? Uh, no, some or of these things I like felt like were re- pretty, reinforced. yeah, they're pretty reinforced on these things. Um, there is some of it that reads a little like um, a horoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what is the personality type of... <clears throat> uh, an Aquarius. Oh, I have no idea, but you know what I mean? Like some of it's like vague enough that anyone would be like, Oh yeah, I am that way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Should I trust allure.com to give me the women's magazine to give me my traits well, of an know. Aquarius? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. So I tell me more. Not- <clears throat> tell me more about, uh, about your, um, because you're a diplomat, right? Well, so the one thing I want, so there's a lot of information on here. It's totally worth reading through, but like the way that test is set up, I think it's really interesting. So each letter Mediator. has a, has sort of a, um, a category, not a category. I don't even know if that, there's a type associated with it. Mm-hmm. So like the first letter is either E or I, and that's mm-hmm. your energy letter. And that's, are you an in, uh, introvert mm-hmm. or an extrovert? And introverts prefer solitary activities and get exhausted by social interaction. Extroverts, individuals approve group group activities. And the interesting thing about introverts and extroverts is that doesn't like for a long time, you were kind of told if you were an introvert, you didn't like dealing with people at all, yeah. but that's not what it is. That's no. not what it says. So yeah. I'm an introvert, but I do like people. <clears throat> it's just exhausting. I get emotionally exhausted around people, whereas extroverts tend to get <laughs> energized around people. Yes. Um, the second one is the mind. Um, the two letters there are S and N. Um, so, the S is for observant individuals that are highly practical, pragmatic, and down to earth, while intuitive individuals are more imaginative, open-minded, and curious. Mm. Uh, then the third letter is nature. 
This aspect determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. So thinking individuals focus on objectivity and rationality and feeling individuals are sensitive and emotionally expressive. And then tactics is the aspect that reflects <clears throat> our approach to work, planning and decision-making. And the letters there are JMP, judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized, while prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and spotting opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the turbulent, the last, the last letter is either an A or a T, and those are um, assertive or turbulent. And assertive individuals are self-assured, even-tempered and stress-resistant. Turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress. They are likely to experience a wide range of emotions and to be success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. Yeah. Uh, so I fall into the mediator category mm -hmm. uh, class. There's a lot here, um, but famous mediators, J.R.R. Tolkien mm. and Bjork. That so is kind of fun. That is a vast, that's a vast yeah. thing there. I know, isn't it funny? <clears throat> Mediators have a talent for self-expression. They may reveal sure. their innermost thoughts and secrets through metaphors and fictional characters. So that tends to be a very creative one. Yeah. They're also supposedly one of the one of the fewest fewest people identify as this. Oh, I really? I don't know. Oh, There's so much information on here. Special. I like it. No, yeah, special. Like we can read the short bus. Now, did you think all those things, the empathetic? I mean, I would say yes. Uh, yeah. So here's what's really interesting. So, like, do you feel directionless? Back, sometimes, yeah. Like you're you, you're you're always trying to find your calling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very often. So, like that that definitely that definitely fell in line with you know uh, how I feel about my life a lot of times. Like yeah. if I don't have a cause. Or I don't feel like I'm doing something that's making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, I, I get a little frustrated or I feel a little lost. Now, it's this might sound a little silly, but it was one of the things. In my very first real job out of college um, in our training, um, one of the it's like part of a sales training, but they were like they taught us how to reframe what we were doing, and the story they would tell is like. You know, if somebody walked up on a job site. So I worked just for construction stuff. So job sites made a lot of sense. Somebody walked up on a job site and there's a guy there laying bricks and he walked up to him, asked him what he was doing. He says, oh, I'm laying bricks. And there's another guy. So, oh, what do you, what do you, another guy laying bricks. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm building a wall. Talks, goes up to third guy, um, asks him what he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm building a hospital to save people's lives. So it's like, they're all doing the same thing. Yep. That's but how you, they view it. Yeah, you're reframing like the value of what you're doing. So you might only be laying a brick, but you're helping build a hospital. Mm. So like, I think in my life, learning to find those, the framing that makes it seem more important to me mm -hmm. or makes me understand that it is an important action, uh, that helps me find value in even some of the most mundane things. Yeah. Well, this makes me feel good about our relationship because – you long for deep and soulful relationships. And we've been friends for quite a long time, which means mm -hmm. I think and you, I don't I think have a like, lot of friends. I think I you like close my friendship. Friends. I do like your friendship. That's Very good. Much so. I like that. It makes me feel good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So you're a pioneering spirit. Yeah. You know me. Architects, architects are independent <laughs> to the core. That's yep. Want to shake off other people's expectations and pursue their own ideas. Mm. What do you think about that? Does that sound right? Yeah, I think everyone, uh, I think most people, especially those that try to control us, are pieces of shit. Stop controlling me. <laughs> and here's one that's absolutely <laughs> true. 
architects don't just learn new things for show. They genuinely enjoy expanding the limits of the knowledge. Yeah. 100%. Uh, at times, architects may wonder whether dealing with other people is even worth the frustration. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I don't mind blowing shit up just because I'm done dealing. You're not doing this. Yep. You've got time for that. Yep. I like this what part you- right here. It says architects are full of contradictions. Uh, yes. They're imaginative, mm-hmm. yet decisive, ambitious, yet private, curious, yet focused. Uh, they may be baffling <laughs> because of their contradictions. <laughs> um, but, you know, once you understand the mind, so it's like a giant game of chess relying on strategy rather than chance. I feel that way sometimes. I feel like I'm contradicting myself by some of the things that I do, yet it makes sense mm. to me. Like I try to be very, yeah. Yeah. Could yeah, that makes that. sense. Yeah. Are you overly critical? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and combative? Uh, I try not to be combative. No, you try not to That's be. mostly the Christianity, though, of it all, is that I try to be more of a, you know, blessed I are sus- the peacekeepers rather than blessed are those that always stir shit up, you know? so I, su- I-, I suspect that's like a learned, uh, to- not tolerance. Like, you've learned to control that aspect of your personality, but I, I can see how it's still kind of there. So you know like my son. Like, in the right situation. You know my son, right? Yeah. So he is, he is Wes 1.0. <laughs> is how I would describe Nathan. He is everything that I am, but unrestrained in mm. a lot of ways. Oh, that's funny. So when he does something that I'm like, dude, you can't do that. In the back of my mind is like, I fucking understand. Like, sorry, Dana, but like, I understand that why you did that. <laughs> Cause I, I would probably do that too. If I understood tact in social situations and how to keep friends or you know whatever the situation is you know but i keep that shit to myself man and and i and then i internalize it and and realize you're being an asshole and don't be an asshole um Mm. you know because yeah no one likes assholes i mean some people do but i don't i don't know like right right kind of asshole maybe (laughs) (laughs) just just saying yeah. Uh this personally my personality type is known for conventional shows of romance. I do work really hard writing letters to Dana and hiding them in places. I have to work at it though. It's not intuitive to me to do that. So that's mm-hmm. true. Um I, I might be hard to love. You'd have to ask Dana. But she's been around me so long, I think she's she softens my edges for sure. Mm-hmm. I d I don't think I'd be much without her. Honestly, I mean, do you think this is, do you think this is true? A healthy long-term relationship is pretty much guaranteed to take architects out of their comfort zone at some point. Yes. That's all she does. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. If, if I was, if I was being, if if I was, if I was allowing myself to be unhinged about all things in this world, Mm -hmm. um, I would probably most of the time say, I don't give a shit. Like Mm. stop bothering me with this. Like, you know, stuff like that. But I care about people and I care about people that I really love. And so therefore, even though I think maybe what you're going through is silly, um, I don't, I don't think you think it's silly and therefore it has value because I value you. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this my attention and help you any way that I can. But I I think you're being silly, Mm. you know, stuff like that. 
But see, but no one wants to hear me say, I think you're being silly because that's just insensitive. Yeah, it does. It does feel kind of mean. Yeah, it feels mean. So I don't say that because I know the right thing to do is, is to give my, my attention to that person whom I love because I love them. And because this is a real thing to them that, you know, I'm going to treat it as a real thing. So that might be hard for people to hear. Okay. So that might, to, to say, <laughs> to say that in my mind, I'm going, I don't give a shit. Like, or this is, you're being, you're being stupid mm-hmm. about this or you're being silly about this. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm really being cold because I'm really trying to focus on, I know that's a really shitty thing to feel. So I'm going to, I'm going to work on feeling a better way so I can be a friend or be a husband or be a father. Mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes your kids come up to you and they have real problems, but you're like, you fucking created this mess. Like you need it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be there for you and I'll yep. help you through this, but I'm, I might tell you along the way, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, this mm-hmm. is a reason why you are this way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you That's figure funny. it out. It's like, it's like you've learned to counteract the part of your personality. You called out clearly on yourself where it says from, from the outside, this, you might sound dif- uh, dismissive, mm-hmm. which like inside you're holding that in, but you know, when you know, the nuance of like when you actually should say it, which is yeah. again, it's a learned, yeah. like your brain is still doing that thing, yep. but you've learned to not yeah. vomit it out at the no. wrong times. No. And, and you might not ever hear me say anything about it. I yeah. might just drop it because again, I also feel like, you know, it's my, how I feel about it doesn't matter. Cause mm-hmm. right now you're feeling a thing and I need yeah. to make sure that I'm there for you. That's more important to me. Like, so I always, I weigh things by like how, how important are things to me? You know? And if a person is important to me, I will, I will shut up, you know, I will eat it. It's not worth me mm-hmm. fighting about things or telling you how I feel, or I have to say a thing like, I don't care. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. but you care, and that means a lot to me. Yeah. And I told my kids stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even Dana, like she'd be like, "Well, you don't seem like you care." I said, "I don't," but you care, which means I care. Yep. You know, and, and exactly right. And you have to take that from me. I you can't emotionally manipulate me. I don't want to be emotionally manipulated, but I want to be there for you because I love you, and my mm-hmm. love for you conquers any of the whatever things I think or feel. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I think this is one of those places where we like our personality types match in friendship because mm-hmm. both our personality types tend to not have a lot of friends, like preferring mm. close, deep relationships over yeah. a broad swath of casual friends. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then, let's see. Uh, architects have a knack for finding friends in seemingly unlikely places. Kids soccer matches. Uh well, how about this? Personalities are particularly swayed by appearances or social status. Hmm. I like that. Mediators uh, know that true love doesn't magically happen. Relationships, mm-hmm. they it takes compromise, understanding, and work. I get that. That's very yeah. understandable to me. And that mm-hmm. no one is perfect, and even the best relationships have challenges. And sometimes yep. working on those relationships are fun or joyful. Because you know it's going to lead to something better. It's not going to get worse necessarily if everyone's well, as long as everyone's participating, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's a mediator. So that's I agree with yeah. that. I think I think that's why you and I do blend well. I don't mean to make the scissoring motion there with my hands. No one can see that. Well, you did. Now it's weird. 
but uh you know not gonna rub buttholes yeah no yep there you go i knew it you like assholes uh mediators tend to promote (laughs) harmony (laughs) over disagreement and i am this way too i would rather be someone known who can make peace rather than conflict i don't like conflict and i don't want to be the person who creates conflict and it says here mediators don't like that either they avoid Mm -hmm. conflict yeah i mean and that could be good or bad i guess right Mm -hmm. we never deal with anything because you're dealing yeah there's like two there's two parts of avoiding conflict right there's like just refusing to deal with it and then there's like i don't need to make conflict where it's unnecessary yeah that's good but it does it does kind of um like I grew up as the peacemaker of the house. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of a learned behavior because my house is pretty chaotic. And uh, in hindsight, I was pretty, it was a combination of a lot of things, but like I was the, one of the most stable of the family. Um, and I, and I never, I always had a tendency to just handle my shit on my own, mm. which from the outside made it look like I didn't have a lot of shit to handle because nobody knew I was ever dealing with anything. So it ended up putting me in the middle of a lot of, conflict in my family yeah um and so i don't like conflict i run away from it and then i read just the, actually not read my my therapist the other day told me that we're kind of talking about a very similar thing and he said he said you know um the reason that when you when you have conflict you the reason you run away is because you grew up always having to deal with your own problems alone mm. and that's mm. the most comfortable place for you to be when you're having conflict or a problem is alone yep and so it's like that was really eye-opening to me because i do that like i i run away i like i go for walks or like i need to be away from people i can't talk to you right now i just have to go and like that's where my where i tend to go when i'm I'm having a struggle um and like it's eye-opening knowing that that's the case and now i'm calling myself out and now i have to work on making better and not doing that i know why i do it and for me understanding the why behind it and that, like, there were things that were maybe out of my control or I didn't even know were happening mm-hmm. has created these tendencies. But now I know it happens, and now I, I can't ignore it. I can't just, like, I'm not using it as an excuse. You know, sometimes people, like, get a yeah, diagnosis or, like, am. they share, like, this is just the way it is. This yeah. is the way it's always going to be. You know, that's, yeah. that's not fair to the other people in your life that you love. That's correct. I agree with you. And I'm the same way, too. I, like, I, I internalize things. I don't want to talk about it. It's funny because mm-hmm. lately, because of the stuff that's going on, Dana's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. She goes, you know, I listened to that podcast, <clears throat> our podcast, the I'm fine mm-hmm. one. She goes, oh, yeah. she goes, I listened to you and John talk about what that means. She goes, I do listen to it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn it. I'm outing myself on these things. Like, Dang. yes, I'm fine. So I started saying, no, I'm good. She goes, isn't that just like saying I'm fine? I go, no, it's I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a better than fine. I'm good. And uh, it's tricky, right? Like I, Helen, I've had that conversation too. Like there are times when I do have things on my mind and I just don't want like learning to express it differently. Yeah. Cause I would say I'm fine. And like, no, you're not. I know you're not. Yeah. Like, no, I just, I'm not ready to talk right now. Or I just don't want yeah. to talk right now. Or I don't have the bandwidth to even start to think about this. I'm mm-hmm. just, I got to move on. You yeah. Know? I keep thinking like of the, um, I don't know who said it. Someone probably knows. But if you're going through hell, keep going. You know, so sometimes I feel like, all right, if I'm if I'm really emotionally like 
feeling battered or out of my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm just, it's hell. And I'm just going to keep going. Cause it's not going to be mm-hmm. like this forever. It might be this for a while, but it's not forever. So I'm just going to keep going is how the, mm-hmm. I do a lot of self-talk. Yeah. So, and, and what's great is that, you know, I also look for deep friendships and you are a deep friendship and you also too. So we're both looking for the same thing. And that's really nice. Yeah. A nice big bear hug. Nice big bear hugs. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about careers? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't looked at what the architects one is, but I'm looking at yours. So you can do mine and I'll do yours. How about that? Oh, I like doing yours. Yeah, I know. No, uh, <laughs> we're going career paths or work ha- workplace habits. Uh, career paths. Let's do career paths. I don't feel right. like I'm on the career Ooh. path that I should be on, but I'm here. I, I did want to say I like this under parenthood. And we, we kind oh. of touch on parenthood a lot, but uh, the quote at the top of yours by Margaret Mead is children must be taught how to think, not what to think. Yes. I'm very, and I think you definitely like whether it's your own kids or the kids you taught years ago, it's definitely the direction you take it. Love that. Yeah. Yours doesn't have a cute little quote on yours. No, I don't like that. I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm a, I'm a hugger. Yeah, no, that's true. It says, uh, uh, mediator parents aim to be warm, caring, and open-minded, which is you. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. And it bites you in the ass sometimes because sure. sometimes you got to be a disciplinarian and well, I'm just not, I'm not good at It says they want to give their children freedom to form their own opinions, discover their own interests, grow into their unique selves, and they counterbalance these freedoms by creating a stable foundation of support and acceptance in hopes that their children never forget just how much they're loved. Holy shit. <laughs> A little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to career paths. <laughs> career paths. <laughs> that's good. Right? You're such a yeah, good dad. Good. You right. are. So it's uh, it's good. I I have my I have my failures like all parents. We all do. There's no there's no book, man. Our kids are their nope. own people, so we got to. And the, the reality is, like you and I are engaged in our kids' lives, and we're trying the best we can. That's just it. We just got to stay engaged. It's a long game. We don't play short games. We play long games. All right. In the workplace, architect mm-hmm. personalities are all often known for competence and effectiveness. Mm. Uh, and in the bedroom. In their early personal lives, they may be settled with easy routine tasks that bore them half to death. Yes, I'm always bored. I'm very bored. But with their disdain for schmoozing and workplace politics, they may struggle to earn the favor of their bosses and colleagues. <laughs> Luckily, those that are uh, in charge of me, quote unquote, are um, people that I can just give it right back to. Yeah, I know. You found a good spot. You found a good home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. The other day I had one of the guys, I was trying to figure out a solution to um, <laughs> another crazy thing that happened at our office where Thieves and cherry pickers and flaggers took all of our phone lines down and took all the copper, which apparently, according to the State Department of Utilities and Transportation, when I called them, said it's happening all over the state. Oh, no shit. No shit. And so this anyways, and then we had I had a hole in the dude, I've I've had I've had to deal with the police four different times in the last week and a half. Dang, buddy. And uh one of my coworkers uh, started doing my job for me and wasn't telling me. And then finally I got told and I looked at him and was like, you want me to quit? Do you want to do my job too? I'll quit. Cause <laughs> I would really rather do something else and you could do my job. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, you, get, you can't go around me like this, man. You gotta, you gotta clue me in. I'm doing the same job. 
I'm trying to figure it out too. So we got to work together. Um, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I don't mind saying that. It doesn't bother no, me. Not at all. Then you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, you're the idealist. You struggle always. to find a perfect, always. Yeah. Find a profession that meets your practical needs and fulfills your dreams. Mm. It drifts into frustrations, waiting for the perfect job to present itself and eventually feeling stuck or worried. They're not living up to your potential. However, though, uh, you want to spend your days doing something you genuinely love without too much stress and job and drama. Yeah, I don't like stress and drama. That's for sure. Yeah. So you're very curious and you have a love of self-expression as mm-hmm. well. And so looking for a job that allows you to do those things is important. And it says many mediators dream of becoming writers. Speaking of jobs, what, by the way, what? Yeah. I'm not a good writer. I'm a good banter. I know. So right, I have a podcast. I know. Right. No good. You want to start a sub stack for the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay. Start it. I believe in you. I, when, when Paul and I were doing, I, I appreciate your belief in me. That's mm-hmm. nice of you to I say. Really do. Uh, when Paul and I were doing that, um, what do we call it? Bruce speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that short lived podcast that like 12 people liked it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't just a flash in the pan folks. This yeah. was early podcasting too, by the way, yeah. Paul actually ran into somebody in Boston who had listened to the podcast and was oh, aware of us, really? which was really funny to me. I can't believe he didn't stick with it. He'd probably be making more money doing that now than what he's doing now. Yeah, but he's know. way too busy, way too busy. <laughs> Should have created that software sooner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh oh yeah, so I would write articles when I'd go to to breweries. I would like do write ups about going there. Yeah, and one started out like the it was like the start of a murder mystery novel. It was like Ooh. a cool night outside the Windermere Brewery. They were brewing that night, so there's like the the steam coming off the stacks. It smelled like malt, and oh, it was like. And then I like I he said he's like your intro was fantastic, and then it's like you just gave up. <laughs> Paul said that about right. Yeah, Paul said that. Nice, thanks, Paul. <laughs> so thanks, Paul. Real positive. Oh, uh, I don't think you're on anywhere anymore. I'm looking. I'm looking up Bruce Speak right now. Oh, um, I doubt it. And putting up Paul. Paul, what's his last name? Slater. Uh, that's right. And I don't see you or. I think I don't know. Maybe you guys have been erased off the internet forever. I think our website was the Bruce Speak Boys. Balderdash boys, the something like boys, <laughs> the Brewer boys. Well, that's not us. No, nope. Brewski boy. They're on X. Brew speak. Kamloops Homebrew Club. That's really funny. Anyways, no, you're not on there anymore. I found you a while ago when we were talking about this. Yeah. Uh, right. Mediators are also adaptable, but they may find it demotivating to work in high stress, bureaucratic, hectic environments. They can also become frustrated by workplaces that are highly critical or competitive. Workplaces that reward independence tend to be a good fit for mediators. And I agree with that. If hey, if anyone gives John a job, let this guy just cook. Let him cook. Let him just go. Let him tell him what needs to be done and let him go. And you'll you'll just get go your figure answers. It out. He'll figure it out. He will. Uh, mediators don't need ideal conditions to thrive professionally. Their personalities want to live in tune with their values and in their careers as much as any other aspect of their lives. They can put up with and overcome any number of challenges as they pursue a sense of mission in their work. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
feel like there's like some some co- a lot of common ground in in many of these. I'm curious about now. I want to go read some of the other ones, but like mm-hmm. your career paths for for US. Um, I mean, it talks about the politics. You don't like that. Uh, the good news is that over time, many architects develop their abilities into a track record so good that it can't be ignored. Even when every around, everyone around them falls prey to groupthink, mm-hmm. people with this personality type can cut through the bullshit. What well, says noise? But bullshit <laughs> and figure out the true cause of a problem and then fix it. As long as they don't alienate their coworkers, architects can advance in their careers and gain the leverage that they need to see their ideas through. So you gotta, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be outspoken, but nice about it. Yeah, I try, but you, <laughs> but that's, that's exactly, I mean, that, that, that aligns perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. These are pretty, uh, these are pretty right on. I mean, I don't know how yeah. you, Get this right on. People with this resource, people with this personality type are very resourceful. Uh, oh, value resourcefulness, grit, insight, and commitment in themselves and in others. Grit. 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 True grit. Great movie. Stick-to-itiveness. <laughs> Stick-to-itiveness. I think that's a thing. Yeah. What does this say? Okay, this says that you, you would be... Many architects pursue low-profile influential roles like project managers, system engineers, marketing strategists, system analysts, management consultants, and military strategists. Mm. There you go. I mean, your job right now is pretty much a project manager, right? Yes. It's a jack-of-all-trades type job. Yeah, but it's like that's kind of what project managers do. I mean, there's some specialty ones if you go into like tech or whatnot, but... Like if you go in construction project managers, they have to kind of know a little bit of everything and yep. they drive to get things done. Yep. And drive others if they have to. Mm-hmm. I like this. Drive I'm looking at <clears throat> workplace habits because you're a manager, right? You have a team? Yes. So it says managers, mediators are among the personality types least likely to act as if they're in charge. They respect their employees as full-fledged human beings, not just as workers. Rather than make all the decisions themselves, mediators often ask to hear their employees' thoughts and opinions. In general, people with this personality don't micromanage. They keep their eyes on the big picture. What do you think about that? Yep, that's exactly right. The The real tidbit that I thought was interesting when I read that is a little later where it's like the challenges that, mm-hmm. that this personality has. Set boundaries, drill down on inefficiencies, offer criticism. Yep. Yeah, that's a place where I like have to intentionally. I have to be very intentional mm-hmm. to to do that. Like it doesn't come very natural to me. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ar- architects are known for their independence. <laughs> independence. Their worst nightmare would be a micromanaging boss who monopolizes their time with pointless meetings, insists on useless rules, and appraises uh, employees' performance based on how likable they seem rather than their actual merits. Mm. I've only had really one job that has ever given me that. <laughs> no, two jobs. <laughs> There's only been two jobs. Otherwise, I'm usually feeling that way. Yes, that's good. Mm. Titles what? mean little to architects. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. What's the downsize? What's or Let's downside? See. Architects and colleagues, architect managers. Uh, though uh, architect managers, so they may be surprised to hear it. Architect personalities can make great leaders. In the workplace, they rarely throw around their authority just to prove that they're in charge. Instead, they look for ways to promote innovation and effectiveness, even if it means breaking with established hierarchies. That sounds exactly right. It's you in a lot of trouble, too, if you don't do it right. So, uh, yeah, this has been a great thing. I mean, this is 
this is a, the conclusion is just, you know, Hey, pay for more information on who you are, but yeah, well, there's a lot of other things you can do with this, like learn how to interact with specific personality types or like as a, as a manager, it can help you learn to manage your team and also improve your own management styles. So I think there's some value in it. I don't, particularly want to pay for a premium suite for an mm -hmm. online survey, but I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, now I want to have everybody do it. Yeah, no, I do too. As a matter of fact, if, if you're listening to this um, and this is something that you would like to do, I mean, it's 1616 personalities.com. You should go there. I'm going to put it on the, it'll be in the show links. Um, and then you can boost us. Uh, with as little amount of Satoshi's as honestly as you want, just to let us know what you came up with and if it was accurate or not. I think that's a good place mm -hmm. to start. Yeah. Uh, or you can email us at balderdashboys at protonmail.com or whatever and just contact us and let us know if you thought this was a good exercise, bullshit, you never thought about this before. We'd love to hear from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think it's like interesting. It's pretty much on the nose, really. Yeah, it's interesting reading about it and like the callouts of. It like having something that it's so on the nose of like the things you know you need to work on. Yeah. That's like, okay, yes. It's very clear. Now it's reinforced. This is a point of weakness for me. Let me work on it. Yeah. Let me let me do better. If you're looking at it from a place of improvement, then then it can be very useful. Yeah. And if not, yeah. it's just kind of interesting to to see, you know, how these things can give you insight into yourself. I just, I find it fascinating yep. how accurate it can be. I agree with that too. Cause and, and it's just where you are right now. I mean, if you mm -hmm. took this in a maybe five years or even 10 years, I mean, you're going to be probably someone different. You might even be yeah. more in this camp. I mean, you don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I might be so, even a harder architect, whatever that means. When I first, when I first took this as a teenager, I was an ENFP mm -hmm. and now I'm an INFP. Mm. Oh, so like yeah, I didn't change go. that much. It was just the introvert extrovert side. And the reality is if I was honest with myself early on, I probably would have been an IFP. I've taken, I've taken these tests before, but not in this format. And I can't remember what I was before because when I was working as a teacher, we would do this as a fun, like group building exercise or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I don't remember what I came up with. I don't remember. I, we even took one that was like, what dog are you? You know, it's like a fun oh. thing. <laughs> You know, golden what, retriever, Rottweiler, you know, I can't remember even what I got there, but, uh, um, Harry Potter character are you? Yeah. We can take that one. Uh, <laughs> you should look up the other one, the Clifton strengths. Um, but I think that yeah, one is a paid for only, I don't yeah, think that's I got a, it up here. I'll buy Clifton strengths 30. Yeah. But they give you a whole, I mean, 60 bucks. Yeah. They give you, or you can buy the book. There's a book that you can do. And there's uh, a link to the test in the back. So mm -hmm. since you bought the book, you can take the test automatically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't give you, I mean, and, and if you just buy the test, you still get the book, <laughs> but you mm. might get like an <laughs> E version of it, but yeah. they give you all kinds of personalized results. And then it'll help you also with like, Hey, and, and to be better in this really cool area, this, here are some things that you could be doing right now in your, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love it. I love it too. You ready to end this? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to know what the word is? I do. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Morgan Muffle. Muffle. Morgan Muffle. The German word describes a person who is grumpy in the mornings and does not like to wake up early. 
Oh, I do that all the time. That was like me growing up. I was a Morgan Muffle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like every teenager out there. Well, folks, this is a value for value show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we would like your support. You can use it by going to modernpodcastapps.com, finding a modern podcast app, and uh, like fountain.fm or uh, podfan or podcast guru, and send us some Satoshis and boost us. Uh, not just saying, uh, here's some money, but tell us what you think. Tell us if you took the test. Tell us what personality, what you think of personality tests, any of those things. Again, John and I just want to build a community uh, where we can hang out with you guys and talk about this stuff and really just know who are who are the people who are listening and participating are producers, really. So, uh, again, you can go to modernpodcastapps.com and you can find any new modern podcast app and uh, find one that you really like. What do you think, John? Uh, sorry, you cut out for just a second. Oh, you can't I hear heard me? What you really like, and I do really like it. <laughs> what were we talking about? How long was I cut out for? That's weird. Long enough that I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> I think somebody's trying to watch YouTube. Somebody's so it's trying to watch Oliver YouTube? Tree. That's weird. Yeah, put on Oliver TV. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy Tears is ruining your feed. Cowboy Tears. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 84. 84. We had Holy a great uh, beer from Chainline Brewing Company, the Cascade Sunrise. It was really good. Yeah, it was yummy. And we also had Monk's Road Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is a weeded uh, whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey. Um, 94 proof. It's nice and smooth. Sweet. It was good. Uh, it was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, liked it. That's nice. It's- Again, you can contact us on Fountain.fm, Balderdash Boys at ProtonMail.com, or Beer Urban Balderdash.com. Anything Ooh, else, maybe, John? Yeah, maybe when I'm out there, I, I come back next week. Maybe when I'm out there, we can go to one of these breweries we talked about. Absolutely. We could do that. That'd, That'd be, be great. It'd be a lot of fun. And, uh, well, I guess that's it, John. I love you, man. Uh, I love you, too. All Thanks right. Have a good, good chat. Yeah, you have a good night. Good night, everybody. Fuck. I said it. He said said it. it. He said it. (laughs) Good night.